Kia ora, I'm Stephen Moe. I'm a director and impact lawyer. You're listening to Board Matters. In this series, I speak to top New Zealand directors who I met on the Advanced Directors course run by the Institute of Directors. My guests share their unique perspectives on governance and what they've learned along the way. We start with the question, what would the title of your book on governance be and why? All right, so it's a real pleasure to welcome Joe Hanita to the show, and he is a member of the IOD, and he's an associate director for Wakatu Incorporation, and he also serves on various audit and risk committees. Thank you so much for joining me, Joe. Kia ora. I'm really looking forward to our conversation because you and I just did a course recently, and the opening question was a really good one. What would the title be for a book on governance that you write? So in your case, what was that title? So when that question was posed to us, I, I sat back and went, you know, how did I get into governance? And actually, I would say it wasn't a, a deliberate step. I sort of, it happened, and it happened at a very young age. And so when I think back over that 20-year, nearly a 20-year journey of being in governance roles, what stood out to me and what I thought, if I was you know, 24 again, I'd love to read a book that basically said, you know, my experience has been learning by doing. And actually, you can learn the hard way or you could learn the smart way. So what <laughs> I would hope my book would do is share some insights to help someone be prepared for uh, you know, a career, a role in governance. So it was for me, it was about sharing those learned experiences um, and sharing my stories. So that's sort of where the, my book title, you know, learn by doing smart way, hard way. I like it. That's really good. Learning by doing. I, I think there's a lot of yeah wisdom there, isn't there? Because sometimes you step back and you say, well, I'm not, you know, I don't have the experience yet, or I'm not, I haven't done enough to step into those shoes, but learning by doing. So can you just unpack a little bit more for us? I'm, I'm curious, you know, you mentioned being 24 and, and getting involved. Take us through some of the first chapters of the book. What is it that really stands out for you about this theme? So, so I think um, anyone that's looking at a career in governance, I think you need to be prepared that it is a learning journey. You are not going to come with all of the answers or all of the solutions. Um, you will be exposed to new experiences, new opportunities, new insights. So actually, I think part of being a director is being prepared to learn continuously right through your career. And so that's why I sort of picked the title, because it is about actually how do you share those experiences so someone can learn and be as prepared as you could possibly be. I don't think you'll ever be totally prepared for roles in governments. Um, so, yeah, so, so actually the first, actually all of the book would be about all of those different points in time and what are the things that I've learned in different scenarios and different situations and what could you learn from that? So so actually my, my whole book was about that that commitment to ongoing lifelong learning. So that would be the theme that underlies the chapter headings is the principle is you've got to keep learning. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I think about actually what are some of the sub themes or what are some of the things that really jumped out for me, you know, every board that I've sat on or every governance opportunity I have and right up to today and looking into the future, is it about adapting, you know, actually learning the skill of being adaptive um, and what are the different techniques? Um, but actually, I think the big thing with being adaptive is actually being open to change. Um, you might have a particular point of view, but what new information, what new insights, what new experiences might actually 
um, inform inform that original thought, but actually make you be prepared for you might have to pivot or change to something different uh, to be able to find a solution, be able to overcome the challenge in front of you. I think the other big thing for me that I've learned along the way is, yes, we're here today. We've got checks and balances as a governor that we must do, but those are for today and yesterday. Actually, the biggest role for a governor is about the future. And what's the future full of? It's full of a whole lot of unknowns. So again, it's that learning is about being curious as well. Actually, what information should you seek out? Who should you talk to? What kind of conversations should you have? So, you know, big, big, another big part of a learning journey for me is, yes, look in the rearview mirror, but actually it's more about looking what's coming in front of us. So it's probably you know, a couple more chapters, a couple more insights there about what, what I would want to read in a book such as mine. And how would you go about cultivating the curiosity? Um, what, what, have you got any tips for your younger self for another chapter in the book? I think it comes down to being open. So actually going into spaces where you might be slightly uncomfortable. And so we all stick to our knitting or we stick to the spaces that we're really comfortable. But actually part of curiosity is going, I don't know something. I don't know what that looks like. And actually, if I, I think about the course that we were on and some of the feedback from a lot of uh, participants, when we entered that cultural space and you know, we had that session that Jim explored around Te Ao Māori, and a lot of the questions from the audience or from the participants was, I always wanted to know or I wondered why. It's actually those, those are the questions that we should all be asking ourselves is why do we do that? Why do you do that? What does that look like? And being comfortable to actually seek out the answers or actually the first step for me is actually ask the question um, and then be open to um, the response that will come, which will hopefully drive some more questions. So I think it's having that courage just to ask the why. Now, how do you do that? Why is that important? Just having that confidence to ask those types of questions. Because you know, I think we're all curious. But I think we all stop at a point because of you know, shyness. We don't want to be impolite. We don't want to offend anyone. So we stop asking the why question. But actually, I'd encourage people to, to do that, but then be open to the, to the response. So just absorb the response. Yeah, that's really helpful. It's interesting the themes that are starting to come through because I interviewed um, Jaina Ranguni and her title of her book was there are no silly questions here, which obviously resonates a lot with what you're saying. So that's really good. I think, unfortunately, we have a lot of blame to lay at our education system, which funnels us into the belief that there is a right answer and a wrong answer. And you either are right or wrong. And none of us want to put our hand up and say, wait, I don't understand. <laughs> and so we end up cultivating assumptions that continue because we're not yet brave enough to keep asking the question. So at the end of the course, we were asked the same question. What would the title of our book be? Did you find that your book title changed or did it end up staying the same? Did the things that we talked about reinforce it? So definitely. So I, I didn't change the title of my book. Um, I think what the course did is it just provided a bit more clarity on some of the key topics I've touched on too. That real focus on the learning journey, you know, discussion around being adaptive, because as a director, you do have to be adaptive. You know, touched on that future focus, not always looking in the rear view mirror, 
um, as, as the role of a director. I think what really stood out, the two chapters that I really want to would, would have wanted to write is self-awareness. So if I think through the course, and actually if I just think about myself in general and you know what directors should be doing is we need to be self-aware on how we how who we are as an individual and how we portray ourselves, our behaviors, our traits, our attributes, how we come together as a collective of directors to form the board, how we interact with all the key stakeholders or communities. So you know. You know, that self-awareness of you as a person and how you respond and, and how you interact with others. Because I think, you know, our organisations are just a set of, in my view, are just a set of tasks, activities, objects. But then you add the people element to them and that's where I think the magic is made. And I think the other thing that really stood out for me was this, the importance of head and heart. That, you know, when I started my governance journey and actually my professional career, there was a lot of head, a lot of uh, rational thinking, you know, personal, professional, keeping them separate. But as I've gone through my career and as I've gone through my governance, you know, people are wanting to see a much tighter knit between your head and your heart and how that informs decision making. You know, people are looking for purpose in an organisation. People are looking for organisations to demonstrate their values. You're wanting to actually understand the essence of who you are and what your organisation means. And, and it came through in the course, you know, the importance of wairua, that deep connection, that deep sense of connection. For me, that's what being Māori, it's about this intergenerational timeline, this legacy that's been created across the past, the present and the future. And it's also about these things that we can see there's, you know, the mahi that we do, the decisions that we make, we can see the impact of that. Sometimes we can't. And actually, wairua for me is about there is things that we do that we don't see, but we know it has an impact, impact on our natural world, impact on how people feel, behave, act. You know, so for me, it's there's the, the importance of there is another realm that exists in our world. And how do we be comfortable with a head and heart being more closely aligned in how we make our decisions. So really the book title, I got reinforcement of these more chapters than I probably thought about. It's becoming a trilogy maybe, right? Like multiple books. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. <laughs> um, and I love that. I love that emphasis that you're giving as well about the Wairua, the spirit, that, you know, that there's deeper things going on that we can actually connect what we believe with the actions that we take in our working life. And as directors that we can bring our full selves to the table and we can use our full selves and our backgrounds to ask the right questions, which ultimately is I think what we should be doing as directors. It's not just sitting there, you know, listening. It's about pushing and questioning. So I do have a, a, another question for you, just thinking about trends that you're noticing, like you've now been involved in governance for a while thinking about like what's coming, you know, if we were looking forward 10 years from now, are there, are there any things that you're seeing or noticing that might be of interest to other people involved in being directors? I think two big things for me is well, sort of links across three. There is a greater expectations that organisations have a clear understanding of why they exist. What is their purpose? And I think people are looking for long-term value 
um, creation, but not at the expense of our environment, not at the expense of our people. So when I look out into the you know, future and what I would hope to see in 10 years is people can clearly see the demonstration of organisational purpose. There's an acknowledgement that there is an interdependency between what we do as organisations and as individuals with the impact that that has on communities, what that has, the impact it has on ecosystems. And we get better at acknowledging that there is an impact and we have to pay more attention to it. Mm. And actually, we are thinking longer term. We've moved well beyond short-termism. And we are thinking about what are the resources that we can use in this generation, but what are the resources we need to replenish for the next, that we take a much longer-term view of planning. Um, and, and equity of access to those resources across generations. So that's what I would sort of hope to see. So, you know, the climate change conversation, the equity conversation, you know, all of those are in front of us today. You know, so what are the decisions that we are making today to sort of realise a future like that? Yeah, I really like that. It's that, you know, intergenerational thinking, isn't it? And the reality is that you and I will not be here 100 years from now. So how are we leaving it for the next generation? And, and I think sometimes, you know, particularly from a Western conception, it becomes very individualistic and focused on my career, my achievements, you know, and you kind of forget that there is more to it, you know, and, and I, well, for me anyway, with four children, that's definitely reinforced um, that there's a next generation coming. <laughs> So can I just finish off? I'm, I'm curious to hear from you. Is there something that you would recommend? You know, there's a lot of wisdom in that book, I can tell. Is there anything you would recommend or that you've learned in your careers as a director that you think others could get out and do? And I'd like to think of this as some type of a gift, but maybe with a challenge for those who are listening that they could take with them. An observation at the end of the course when we were wrapping up and everyone was saying kakiti anō to, to one another, one of the comments that was made to me, which has really resonated, is just to be me. And you know, for me, if I unpack that, the authenticity of yourself is really, really important. And I think it's really important as a director to be really authentic. Um, so you know, what is your purpose as a person, as an individual? And how do you bring that to life every day? Uh, I know for me, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm big on humility, big on empathy, because I think it creates deeper connections with individuals. So if I was to say anything to everyone, just be you, be authentic. Don't try and be anyone else and try, don't try to pretend to be like anyone else. And I think the other thing is we are in a, a time and a space where we need courageous leadership. Got some big challenges ahead of us, especially in the director governance space. Um, and I want us to be courageous. I want us to think about what is that fundamental change that we need to make? What is potentially the sacrifice of this generation to protect the future generations? And how do we have that conversation? But more importantly, how do we act? Because, you know, our children, our children's children will be the ones that judge us, not ourselves. So um, I think those are my sort of two little wheedle, my two little parting gifts. Uh, it's something that I'm reflecting on all the time, and it's scary looking in that mirror sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's what our children and our grandchildren will expect of us. Yeah, I agree. And the, the thing with these days is that we're recording like this type of thing 
at some point in the future, it might be listened to, right? Like maybe your grandchildren, maybe my grandchildren, who knows going to listen to it and, and look back at what we were talking about now. So that's really great. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your time that you've given up to talk with me. Can I ask, when will the book come out? Are you actually going to write it, do you think? Who knows? Who knows? When I, <laughs> when I find some spare time, I'd be happy to start writing. Um, but I think the big thing for me is just, just to share these types of cordial and we'll create a virtual book instead of a written form. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I encourage you to jot down your notes because I will be in line. I'll be ready to buy the book when it comes out, <laughs> learning by doing. So Joe, it just leaves me to say thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate your insights, hearing a bit of your journey and what it is that's really stood out for you in your governance career. And I think there's a lot of things that I've taken away, in particular, thinking about that importance of curiosity, asking the right questions but underlying everything that you've said is this idea that we are always learning, that we're always moving forward and that the future is there and we can actually grow and, and become even different people as we learn from each other. So thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Oh boy, my pleasure. Kia You've been listening to Joe Hanita sharing about the book title on governance that he would write, Learning by Doing. This is Stephen Rowe, and you've been listening to Board Matters, presented by the Institute of Directors, the professional body for directors in Aotearoa, New Zealand. If you enjoyed this episode and you're keen to listen to more, then why not subscribe, leave a rating, and check out some of the other episodes in this series. Thanks for listening. Kakiteano.